Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 27th day of February. I'm your host, Paul White. I realized as I was listening back to yesterday's podcast that I did not tell you the title of the sermon to look for today. I always give you our Sunday drop. I tell you about it on Saturday so you can look forward to it. And um, maybe you looked forward to it, but you didn't know what it would be titled when you went to look. So hopefully you found it. <laughs> it was titled Jesus Alone. Very simple title taken from the ninth chapter of Luke in which Jesus is on the Mount Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John and briefly with Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah then vanish and the text makes a particularly pointed effort to point out that Jesus was left alone, meaning Moses and Elijah were gone and the narrative is trying to focus on Jesus. So I took some of the words out because I think it says Jesus was left alone. I get rid of was left and title it Jesus alone because I really want you, the listener, to see Jesus alone, that it's just Jesus. It's nothing else. So that's the sermon. So it's uh, it's posted wherever you're listening to this. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, Genesis 32. Yesterday we introduced the story of Esau and Jacob about to meet and that Jacob has a prayer the night before in which he calls God back into covenant. says, uh, you said I will surely treat you well. And basically he's saying, hey, keep your end of the deal. You said you were going to save us and keep us alive. This is a tough one. Can you do it? And of course God can do it. God's God. But he doesn't choose to do things sometimes the way we might expect. God doesn't just make the peace. That isn't the way he works. He doesn't force people into a mold. But he does put us in a position to where if we will contend with him, participate with him, wrestle with him, talk to him, we can find that there is a transformation available. So as Jacob goes to sleep, um, he's left alone. And when he's alone, and I don't know if he's asleep, he's obviously not asleep. I, I, I guess what I mean is when everything sort of calms down and it's nighttime and it's just him, In Genesis 32, 24, when Jacob was left alone, a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. It's not probably not coincidental that we are talking about Jacob being left alone on Transfiguration Sunday in which we posted a sermon called Jesus Alone from a text that says Jesus was left alone. You have Jesus left alone and Jacob left alone. Jacob is left alone, which causes him to be put in the perfect position to wrestle. Jesus is left alone, which causes us to wrestle with whatever else we've put on the field. If you've put anything up next to Jesus or propped it up with Jesus, get rid of it. Leave Jesus alone as he's left alone you'll find the truth about the love of the Father. As Jacob is left alone in Genesis 32, 24, he wrestles with a man until the breaking of the day. Um, When you are alone, you are ready to wrestle with a man. And really, you could say it this way. When you are alone, you are ready to wrestle with you. It's why you need to be alone. 
Because when you are alone, you don't have anybody else. You don't have the other people to contend with or the other people to deflect things from or off of. You don't have distractions. You have you. And we are all, it's all—it's mandatory that we all find ourselves from time to time alone with us. Because when we're alone with us, then we are forced to deal with us. We're forced to deal with our thoughts and our desires and our hopes and our fears and our dreams and whatever else. And in that moment, we then wrestle. We wrestle potential. We wrestle what we could be. We wrestle out the things we need to leave and the things we need to step into. Jacob's not going to find what he needs to face his brother Esau by leaning into everyone else. But if he's left alone, he'll find what he needs to face Esau. Instead of seeing these seasons of solitude and silence as evidence that you've done something wrong or that God is gone. See them as evidence that God cares so much for you that he wants to do something important in this moment of silence because it's when you're alone that the great things happen. Jesus goes into the wilderness to face the devil. Technically, He's not alone because, of course, he was filled with the Spirit at the River Jordan. He's led of the Spirit into the wilderness, so he's not alone. He's not alone intellectually. He knows what God said about him. He's not alone spiritually. He has the Holy Spirit. He's not alone emotionally because he has identity. But he's literally alone physically. There's no Peter, James, and John. There's no Mary. There's none of his brothers or his earthly father. There's not his buddy John the Baptist. He's, he's unaccompanied into the middle of a wilderness so that he can go to a certain place because it's there that you have your encounter. And so some of you are facing solitude. You're facing moments where it feels lonely. If you can, I'm not saying it's easy. It's not supposed to be easy. But if you can, embrace it as a season in which you are supposed to wrestle something big. Wrestle with something you are. Wrestle with something you could be. Take it to him. When you are alone, you are at the place where you get to wrestle until, I'm still, we're in the text here, 24, until the breaking of day. Because it has to happen in solitude and it has to happen in the dark. It happens at night. It happens when there's no light anywhere else in your life. So whatever you're facing right now, and I just I sense that there's always going to be someone listening who's facing a solitude, facing a darkness, a tough moment. Whatever it is you're facing, if you can face it with the knowledge that it precedes the breaking of the sun into a new day, and it's the necessary adjustment needed to get rid of the portion of you that's not ready to face tomorrow, to wrestle it out of you. If you can do that, then you can find meaning in your solitude and meaning in your moments of silence. And out of that, you're ready to be what he calls you to be. Again, and we're going to spend some days with this, but notice Jacob can't meet Esau simply on the back of telling God, oh, you're supposed to keep your end of covenant. God wants Jacob to be a different man when he meets Esau, and it's going to work, and we're going to find out how. Tomorrow is the essay edition.
And then when we come back to you on Tuesday with another of our regular podcasts, then we will be, well, we're going to wrestle with Jacob and wrestle with God because there's a lot we can learn. And I think we're going to learn it together. And I hope you'll join me. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.